0: This is Happiness Solved with America's happiness coach, Sandy Scarlatta.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am so happy you're here. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It is my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories and wisdom. This thing called life can be challenging, and the stories that are shared demonstrate that no matter what you have gone through, you can choose happiness. Since in the United States, Mother's Day is in May, I want to dedicate this episode to all of the amazing moms out there. I recently wrote an article sharing my three steps to alleviate mom guilt for a local magazine, and I thought I would share some of it with you. So mom guilt is a common theme that all mothers share. It doesn't matter what choices we make regarding our children, we still get that pesky feeling that we could be doing more for our kids. I read an article from Psychology Today that said, mom guilt can be a good thing if it serves as a gentle reminder that our actions toward our children matter. But if guilt is your primary emotion, it can negatively impact your parenting. It is also important to remember that kids will test their their mom And it's normal and to recognize that all children will have challenges no matter what kind of mom they have. So here are my three steps that I use whenever I start to feel this mom guilt, which by the way, I didn't even realize it was a thing until I started researching this article. But I also use these steps to help me any time a negative emotion surfaces because we're human and they're gonna keep coming up. So first is feel the feelings what you are feeling is real and it's absolutely normal. As humans, it is in our DNA to protect ourselves. It's the fight or flight response that we are all wired with. So give yourself a break and feel the emotion. It's okay to feel this way and you are perfectly human to be experiencing this. Second, ask yourself, is this true? Am I a bad mother? So unless you're, you know, leaving your small children unattended at 10 p.m. to go bar hopping, you're not, a, you're not a bad mom, okay? All you're doing is making up a story that is not true. When I say making up a story, what I'm referring to is that voice in your head that wants to shame you, make you wrong, make you feel guilty, and so on. Third, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for the guilt that you are feeling or any other negative emotion that may be surfacing. I recently was reintroduced to an ancient Hawaiian healing practice, and I found it to be such a very powerful way to forgive yourself. So to forgive yourself, say to yourself, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. So if you would like to learn more about this topic and how to work with me personally, please visit SandyScarlotta.com to schedule a free call and also to get access to a free digital copy of my book, Happiness Solved. I also invite you to join my growing community by texting me at area code 703-420-3472 to receive daily inspirational messages. Again, that number is 703-420-3472. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you enjoy it. Today's guest is Joshua B. Lee. Joshua is called the dopamine dealer of LinkedIn, and he is proud of that name. He is the founder of Standout Authority, which helps entrepreneurs and business owners humanize their brand on LinkedIn. This is such a great conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. Hey, Joshua, how are you today? It's so great to see you.
0: Sandy, I am amazing. It's a sunny, bright day here in Austin, Texas, and I get to have a conversation Yay! with you today. So, hi, I can't complain.
1: <laughs> I've always wanted to visit Austin, and it's on my list.
0: So, well, this would not be the week to do it because it is, it, it may or may not, right? It's South by Southwest here in Austin, Texas, which is a huge festival on music, film, um, tech, everything, but that just brings a tremendous amount of people in here. But anytime you're in Austin, let me know. I'll be you.
1: All right, so before we started recording, I mentioned this beautiful artwork that you have behind you. So tell me about that again, because I want the audience to hear this. It's really cool.
0: No worries. Well, I went through a journey a couple years back where I kind of stepped out of my body and really was kind of looking at different aspects. And I was actually talking with a friend of an artist of mine. And this is what the paintings drew for me, because what I was trying to be able to represent was the female and the male ethos. And I think they're so, so important, right? Because as we continue this journey, as we go through, I believe that you have to have both sides of the coin to be able to have true value, right? Not one without the other. And we continue to see be able to see this, this struggle as it goes by. And I think we're more powerful together. So I always try to be able to sit in between. The I two. love it.
1: They're really beautiful for those yeah. that can't see it. It's just really, really cool.
0: Well, they will have to go check That's out your right. YouTube, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so Joshua, everybody has a story. We're going to get to what you do in a minute. But how did you get to where you are today on this journey?
0: Wow, that is a, a story in itself. So, you know, I could always go back. People, I, I love the, how you asked about the story and how I got to today. Because I was like, how you know, what's your entrepreneurial journey? Well, you know, it's like, well, do you want me to start back when I was a kid selling candy out of my locker, <laughs> right? Like, there's so many different aspects. but But truly... A lot of my story started about 20 years ago. Um, I was kind of blessed and cursed. I got in the online advertising business through a friend. And I was shortly in that. And then I started my own company. And my first company, actually, we kind of go through it. I went through, and one of my first clients happened to be a company that most people forgot about these days. Um, and if you're on the younger side, you probably never even had an account. It was
1: MySpace. My yeah, so, I think you you to say that. Yeah, yeah.
0: So... <laughs> Most people are like, whoa, MySpace. I'm like, yeah, they actually used to monetize their traffic. I actually helped them create one of the first social media ads to be able to monetize their traffic that that a lot of what you see today is based around. So, you know, it was really cool. But as in my young 20s and stuff of that nature, being able to go through here, you know, I, I created multiple different companies and I did the thing that we were all told to do build companies, build wealth, and, you know, continue to be able to go forward. And, you know, yeah, going through and, monetizing over half a billion dollars in advertising spend, controlling 35 trillion online impressions in this world. And, you know, you continue to be able to go through. And I I built multiple companies. And at a certain point, Sandy, I realized it was very hollow. I had gone through, been married, had kids, all those other aspects. And when I had my son, I wanted to have a shift in my life, right? Because I didn't want to be that father that wasn't around so I stopped working at the office and I came back to work at home and I always had open door policy in my, in my house, because I always wanted to make sure anything I said on the phone, doing business, whatever, I don't care how young my son was, I could always say it in front of, I couldn't say it in front of, I shouldn't say it at mm-hmm. all. You know, that was the kind of space that I went into. And I, I remember just kind of being able to shift as a father on what I wanted to do. I wanted to add value to this world, not just monetize it. I had done monetizing so well for so long that as I started making the shift, I started having different conversations that were uneasy with well, my ex-wife now, my former, I should say. Um, and there was just a gap in between us. And I remember at different points, I just felt so out of touch and out of line because at this point in time, I concentrate so much on wealth that, you know, I was going through this whole path of, Really, my friends were monetary. I had no vision about where I was going I just knew where I was at. And everything was this whole work-life balance. I was even like 45 pounds overweight and I'd never been overweight in my life because I kept on going through this whole balance that we're taught to be able to do. And I remember being in my office. And I remember at one point, Sandy, that the office doors closed. And that office became not only a sanctuary for me to be able to escape everything, but also a coffin. I would stare at the wall every single day contemplating if I should be on this world. Mm. or not. Wow. And it was a, it was a huge shift. I mean, I was, re- it was at one point where I just I didn't know. I mean, so many people go through this thing and, you know, Sandy, I was really blessed that I had a friend of mine that kind of gave me the permission, not only to take my own life back, but to be able to give my former hers as well and be able to move forward. And, Yeah, at a certain point, I decided that I was going to go through divorce, you know, know, be able to move forward. And I was running 10 companies at the time. My lawyers told me it was going to take three years to be able to shut them down and be able to go through everything. So I said, no, I close them, liquid everything. I can always make back more money. I can't make more time. So at 36, I I closed everything down. I walked away with a little bit under $1,000 in my name to be able to save time for my kids. And I moved back with my parents. Wow. And started my life over and kind of started where I am today. Wow.
1: That's pretty, that's pretty remarkable and kind of um, courageous.
0: It was, it was, at first it was freeing. And then it was very scary because I hadn't worried about money for a long time. Because Well, my companies that I was running at those times were from six, seven, eight figures. Cause I knew how to make money. I didn't know how to make myself feel fulfilled right? that wasn't fulfilling it wasn't making me happy it wasn't adding impact to this world i had two kids at that point in time so you know and i think a lot of it And this is why i wrote my book because i wanted to talk about all the things that i was told that i shouldn't share one, as a man mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur as a business owner all these things that i was like at least what they call as you know these falls these failures whatever they might be And so I wrote my book, Balance is BS. I'll keep it PCs, you know, for that aspect. And it's all about living that integrated life. And that's where I started really having this shift in my own life and understanding not only how I can integrate that and integrate the things that make me powerful in my world, how can I share those things that had hurt me in my past, that I was too scared to be able to share with everyone, hopefully that no one else will be able to find themselves in the same situation I did. Mm, I love that. And
1: I'm a Libra. I'm not into astrology or, or anything like that, but I mean, I've, I'm yeah. I mean, I've, I've studied it, but it's so complicated that it's like, yeah. yeah, another, another lifetime, but I spent years trying to find balance and, and it's kind of like the Libra, it's the scales, you know, and, and I finally realized that there is no such thing.
0: <laughs> no, it's
1: unachievable. it's unachievable completely.
0: Yeah. It's about being able to find that integration. I like that. You know, integration. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's about, right? Like, just think about, like, visually for everyone that's listening, if, if Sandy and I were sitting here talking to each other and I'm standing on one leg and she's standing on two feet grounded and integrated with the earth, like, who's going to last longer? I don't care how my abilities are. Sandy's going to be standing there a heck of a lot longer than me standing trying to balance on one leg. And so, you know, you've got to be able to be, find the things that integrate you and give you power because if we're going to fill from our cup to be able to add to others, we have to be able to fill our cup yeah. first.
1: But I love how you say integrate because that's really, I haven't heard that before. I love that. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. It's all about that life integration. I mean, I figured that like my core pillars were like you know, family, being able to health, you know, being able to communicate all these different aspects. And I was like, how do I actually give that to myself first each and every day? So, you know, we're on the happiness solved podcast, right? Like, how do I actually make myself happy? right? Because I want to be able to extend that to others. But so many of us start our day and be able to go through and we set precedents that we're not the most important part in our lives. I think that's the biggest shift that we have to be able to start thinking about. It's like, how do we do that? And how do we save that? It's really being able to give to yourself first.
1: Mm, Yeah. So what did, what do you do? every day? Because you said, you know, you start your day out. What do you do every day to make sure that, that you're choosing happiness?
0: Well, I think it starts all, all the way that everyone wakes up. Now, Sandy, if I ask you, what do you think that probably 99 at this point, percent of the world, maybe 95, let's not, let's, let's hedge our bets a little bit there. 95% of the world does when they first wake up in the morning, what do you think the first thing they do?
1: Get out of bed. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, get out of bed and they probably reach for their cell cell phone, phone, right? Right. Right? And so what we're actually doing is we're setting precedence that the outside world is more important than us. The world didn't stop spinning. Our companies didn't blow up. We're still alive, right? Because we woke up. Because if we had gotten those things, we're not going to find it on social media. We're not going to find it in a text. Someone's going to call us if something really, really is massively has shifted. So if that's not the case, if you aren't woken up in the middle of the night by a phone call letting you know something drastic has happened, you can give that time back to yourself in the morning to at least wait 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, whatever it is, to be able to touch that cell phone, to be able to look at the TV, to be able to allow that outside world in and be able to change that precedence, right? And so like that's the first thing that I do. And then it's, you know, how do I, you know, let's do some meditation, be able to connect back with my soul, being able to work out. It's really important to me making time for my kids and I'm remarried now for three and a half years. So it's, you know, being able to connect my family and making sure before I go on the business, before I put the other outside world at that importance level that I need to be able to be, but I have to be able to fill my cup up first. And so those are the ways that I do it love it. Every
1: day. I love it. Yeah. Now that's a good practice to get into. Okay. So you you gave me a short bio and you say you're the dopamine dealer of LinkedIn. So so talk about that. Is that what you're doing now?
0: <laughs> it is what I'm doing now, and it's it's a it's an interesting. I was on a podcast called the Hustle and Flowchart Podcast, and I had talked to them about what I do on LinkedIn, how we help our clients, and go through. And that was the title that was kind of deemed to me when the podcast came out, and it kind of stuck. And it was it's interesting to be able to look at that because. What I had taken from all that, remember when I talked earlier, all kinds of traffic, monetizing mm-hmm. online. Right. There's a huge difference between actually traffic and then true engagement. Right. And in today's world, right now, as we look at it, we always look at well, is it B2B or B2C, right? Business to business or business consumer. Well, I say neither one exists. I think it's truly those are different things that men like men and women like me and you, you know, created years ago to be able to diversify ad spend. Truly it's all H to H, human human. Right. Yes, right. Because every company is run by another human being. Most marketers have forgotten that. So how do we connect? Right. How do we actually go through and the things that I do to be able to help our clients on LinkedIn? And I mean, it's awesome. Like these days, like Sandy, I get to work with the men and women that I used to read their books on 20 years ago, how to be able to start my own companies. And now I get to be able to help them rather than sell their audience, educate, inspire and draw them in. Right. Really make a shift. And it's all done honestly, just through the things that my mom taught me how to be able to treat other human beings, mm-hmm. we're just doing it online, being able to give little hits of dopamine to be able to draw that human connection and put someone in a flow state to have a real conversation. So what's and so that's kind of where we do it right now. That's
1: really yeah. awesome. So what what's the most important thing that you tell entrepreneurs or business owners what to do on their with their LinkedIn? Like what yeah. What's the
0: most important thing? Well, Sandy, what, what does everyone hate about LinkedIn, right? We all get those messages, those spam messages. Someone's trying to sell us or pitch us right when they connect, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's the biggest thing. Well, how do we shift that? That's one of the first things that people have to be able to do. How do we connect as individuals? If I walked up to you in, in person and was like, you know, and I see you on the street and I'm just grabbing random people. Hey, can I have 15 minutes of your time? We've seen those people too. A lot of times we walk right by them. But that's what it is. And they go, oh, well, it's on LinkedIn. It's just someone else. I'm going to play the numbers game. I go, I'm going to send out a thousand messages. I'm going to hope for that one opportunity. And then I'm like, yay, one opportunity. When in all actuality, you just upset and pissed off 999 people. And there's a better way to do it. And like to me, in this world, especially post-COVID, there's a lot of things that we took for granted prior to that, right? We took for granted not wearing a mask all the time. We took for granted... You know, being able to go anywhere and do anything we wanted anytime we wanted, right? I know I, I took for granted the little things in life, like my kids actually going to school rather than just the other room. Right.
1: That was a big thing. And I was like, whoa, I am
0: not a teacher. I, I love my kids, but I'm not the they need to be able to go to a school and have another someone that's more certified to be able to do that. And you know, thankfully our teachers are amazing to be able to help with our our kids these days. But these are the things. So like online, we take for granted the little triggers that people do. You can LinkedIn, you can see when someone looks at your profile. You and also, no matter what social platform, you can see when someone likes or comments on right. your posts. Well, i always been told to appreciate these little things. Those are things that we've taken for granted because in this world, we've been conditioned over the last 20 years by these social media companies to comment, like, share, post, comment, like, share, post, comment, like, share, post, right? We're in this pattern. And to create a stopgap in someone's pattern, you have to be, to be able to grab their attention. And I think appreciation... It's a great stopgap in someone's someone's life with something they don't appreciate, right? So, hey, Sandy, I saw you looked at my profile, right? I just want to reach out and say, thank you. You I'd love to be able to connect with you and find out what pushed you to check me out. Sandy, I I saw you liked my recent post. I mean, sending them a personal message, I just want to reach out and say, thank you. I'd love to be able to connect with what pushed you to engage, right? Because what I'm trying to do is, one, start with appreciation, create that stopgap. And then I want to have a conversation because conversations can turn into relationships, and relationships can create opportunity. But people try and jump all the way to the opportunity as soon as they start the conversation. Yes.
1: And it is it is very frustrating. And as a coach, I am bombarded by other coaches trying to get me into their coaching program. And I'm like,
0: Yeah, come oh, on. Yeah. I love that. Hey, I see you a, a coach. coach. Hey, I can help you. Let me t- t- you teach you t- how to
1: make $50,000 a month. So I'm like, hmm. It's not about the money for me sorry
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly that, that should be a byproduct i mean that's what we do right, right? like i want to show everyone how to be able to make advocates first right. a lot of that byproduct become clients and how do you make an advocate Well, you treat them like another human being Yeah. right you educate inspire them you draw them and they choose to work with you it's so much more powerful than being sold yeah and then at the same point when you're going through these things it's just it's just, how do we actually just remember these are not just numbers. We're not trying to sell. I want to be able to have relationships and that's what it's all about. And that's kind of where the whole dopamine thing came in because it's little hits of dopamine, right? To be able to go through same thing. Like if I wanted to, let's say I want to get your attention, Sandy, and you know, it's kind of going through there. I'm going to look on LinkedIn and see if you post online, like in the, in this world, we all post, I don't care who you are, where you live, whatever going on, we've all been conditioned to, to post online for one reason above all else. And, you know, people kind of go in, right? Saying, and they go, well, I mean, you're probably thinking, okay, to get clients, to build advocacy, brand awareness, but we have conditioned condition to look for those little hits of dopamine we all get when someone likes their comments on our okay. post, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're like, put it out there, we go, all right, someone going to like it? Oh, did I, did I get, you know, did I get their approval that it's going to go in? Even if one like, right, we're looking for that first one. So in that same situation, if I want to get someone's attention, I give first, I'll become a dopamine dealer. I'm going to like your post I'm going out and I comment. on am going to reach out and say, hey, Sandy, I saw your recent post on this amazing podcast you did with Joshua B. Lee, right? <laughs> it was, thank you so much for sharing that. I love that, right? It's such more a human way to be able to connect and start a conversation. Yeah,
1: yeah for sure. For sure.
0: So that's the shift. It's, it's truly, how do you actually start the relationship? And I think if people shifted that on that platform, so much more opportunity. Mm,
1: I love that. So when did your book come out?
0: It came out three, three years, years ago,
1: ago. And it's and what is the exact title again? Okay. So it is it The is Balance the of Bullshit. Balance
0: is Bullshit. <laughs> yep.
1: Balance is a Bullshit.
0: How to Successfully Integrate Work and Life. Okay. Love it. Because it was all the things, Sandy, that I was too scared to reveal to people, right? I mean, I talk about different things like a bad business decision that I was in Las Vegas at the Palms Casino and I I made a a $1.3 million business bet that ended up costing me almost $10 million over the next year. And it's just those things that we go through, being able to go through from the best man at my first wedding, stealing over a million dollars Oh my gosh. These are those things. And like how I took and shifted from just being this whole, work life balance that we've all been fed that hurts more people than it actually helps and how I was able to shift and what I did each and every day to be able to get to where I am. Love
1: now. it. Love it. Thank you. I want I wanted you to elaborate a little bit more on that and, and you can still find it on yeah. Amazon.
0: Yep. It's on Amazon still there. And you know, it's, I, I think I probably, you know, I, I never really did the whole, just like, you know, it's not about the money. Like when I did the book, the book was for right. me right? To be able to release all these things that were this, this heavy weight, like that I was holding on my back the entire time, that I had to be able to release to be able to come into who I am today. Because I think, I think the biggest thing when I made my shift in my life and had my reset, it's that perception of other people's perception that drives most of us yeah. crazy, right? It's like, we can't perceive, I can't go and sit here and go, oh, I perceive, I'm perceiving what Sandy thinks of me. Unless you tell me. <laughs> I won't know, but that drives most of us crazy. And that's what that was my whole thing. I still had a perception of who I was and that people held that perception. So to, for me to be able to break that, I, I took the book out. I, I shared on social media, hey, this is what happened. And I'm very open and honest about where I've been in hopes that no one else will be able to find themselves and maybe they'll learn be able to hear something. So honestly, I carry these books around with me everywhere and probably give away more than I say. Yeah,
1: that, that happens when you when you write a book. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, it's okay yeah. though right if you write it for the right yeah. reasons and it can help even if one person yeah. they read it and they go wow i need to hear that yeah. today that's, exa- that's
1: exactly oh, exactly right that's that's what it's about that's yeah. totally what it's about um i was gonna ask you one other question and now i forgot it yeah. ah we so now sometimes, we...
0: sometimes I, I just get talking and then i just throw a, throw a loop <laughs> it's at
1: okay it's okay now do you have a website
0: um, we do standoutauthority.com. standoutauthority.com, but
1: okay,
0: you know, I'll, I'll tell you, Sandy. I mean, like, I love when people reach out. Again, I talked about relationships and being able to go in. Like, LinkedIn is that power platform that I do. So, like, when someone wants to be able to reach out and connect with me. I always tell them, to, if especially if you hear me on your podcast or on the YouTube channel, like, reach out to me and tell me, hey, send me a personalized message, right? Not just the blank connection request. I want you to send people to send me that personalized and say, hey. I listen to Sandy, I listen to Happiness, happiness Solve podcast, and this is why, this is what I love about Sandy, because then when I get those kind of messages, I can come back to you and say, Sandy, look at all these amazing messages I got from people that heard me on your podcast and what they think about you and how amazing they think you love are. It. So it helps me not only build a relationship with them, but a better relationship with them. Oh, too.
1: that's awesome. I love it. And I remember what I was yeah. going to say, it wasn't a question, but you were talking about your <laughs> perception of how other people perceive you. And a friend of mine, my gosh, it was probably twenty-five years ago. She said to me, Sandy, "What other people think about you is none of your business." And yep. we're all human. I still sometimes yeah. it'll pop up, and I'm like, "Nope, whatever they think about me, it's not my business. It's none of my business." Yeah, because it it can be very consuming for many people, and
0: especially with yeah. social media these days. I mean, it, it is it is truly stealing people's habits oh, I know. on a regular basis. And,
1: you know, for me, I avoid going on Facebook. And I didn't even realize this, but I, I went like two weeks without a post. And one of my friends actually sent me a message and she said she was checking up on me to make sure everything was okay because she hadn't seen me post anything. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, thank you. I appreciate that. However, you know, I'm, I just... I, I can't I just can't I can't,
0: and I know I. But Sandy, I mean, think about that though. Like how, yeah. how powerful that is. That you know, you have people that in your message and your content that you're putting out there. You know, is is so watched that you have friends and people that are watching and expecting it, and how impactful it is yeah. that they'll even reach out to you to be able to go, Hey, are you okay? Because. In this world, so many people won't get that. And so that's amazing. Yeah.
1: No, it was very sweet. I mean, she's a very close friend of mine who moved out out of town. Yeah. And um, and I finally, you know, I have someone that manages my Instagram account. And I finally was like, can you, man- I have okay. two other Facebook pages. Like, can you manage those too? And he was like, sure. Like, thank you. I'm like, I just can't. Yeah. I just can't. I can't keep up with it. I've like, got so many things going on. It's, it's hard. just Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's hard to be able to go in there. And it, it takes away from what, if that's not what you are really doing, like there's people that I have there for a job and that's amazing, that's yeah. what they do. Like we we go through and we, I mean, we are the human algorithm behind some of the biggest thought leaders and change makers on LinkedIn. And we feel very blessed to be able to do yeah. that. But we are that because of the fact that they need to be able to stay in their zone of genius and what they yeah. do. And it can be hard to be able to manage the social and create all the content be able to go in there and still be able to be that person that's trying to be able to shift and change the world each and every yeah. day. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. It's it's hard to manage everything for sure.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, so much, so many social medias. <laughs> it's like, okay, where do you where do you spend your time? Are you tweeting this? Or are we? And honestly, I can't dance very well, so luckily I'm not gonna be on TikTok yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 every now and then I do audiograms of the podcast. My editor okay. does
0: an audiogram, yeah. and every
1: now and then I'll put them up there, and I'm like, it's. That TikTok is just, it's for the younger generation, I think. I don't
0: know. We're having more more fun these days. I mean, I'm, I'm very blessed. Um, my wife now, um, as I said, over three years that we've been married. And you know, she left corporate about eight months ago. And so she's actually my partner at standing Authority. And it's it's really amazing to be able to have you know, that yin and yang yeah. of, you know, email her on the corporate side, me on the entrepreneurial side. And so we do a lot of social audio rooms now these oh. days. And it's really been interesting because I make mean, podcasts, and we're talking about, you know, creating our own podcast here coming up later this year, which will be fun. But you know, as we continue to be able to go in, it's such an interesting shift, especially this year. The, the I see it's a, it's the year that the audio influencer, mm. and podcasters have such a such an early start on it because people don't want to. It's not about being seen anymore. It's about being heard because being heard is so much more powerful because you get to be able to hear someone's voice. And I think that, that cuts through to our soul so much better than going, oh, there's a picture of somebody else or there's okay. a video. Really being able to hear their voice, the tonality, how they use their, their words, all those things are so much powerful. I see that being a big shift over the next year Nice. Or
1: two. Well, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Joshua, is there anything else that you want to share with the audience that we haven't talked about?
0: Sandy, you know, we've really covered everything. I mean, truthfully, I, whenever or not, just really taking into consideration. You know, one, you know, balance is bullshit, right? Like you have to be able to find out what makes you powerful, what fills your cup and what goes through. In the same time, if you're using social media, you're going through that, take time, take breaks. It's okay. Like The world is not going to stop spinning as long as you continue to keep pushing forward. And each one of us are a ripple that can create a tidal wave on yeah. this world change and Love it.
1: Love it. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Sandy.
1: I so enjoyed that conversation and I love Joshua's energy and enthusiasm and just his, the wisdom that he has and oh, it was wonderful. So you can Learn more about Joshua on his website, which is standoutauthority.com. So thank you so much for listening today. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Coach Sandy Scarlotta. And as always, I hope that you and your family are safe and healthy and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.